Uh, if you have a Bible, turn to first, 2 Samuel chapter 7. 2 Samuel chapter 7, and I'm going to try to go high tech on you. I got my computer here. If, if, if me and technology have the same relationship we've always had, this will break. <laughs> um, years ago, years ago, I, when I first got saved, I met a, 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 a guy who was super positive. You ever been around those people that they are positive about everything? And when I met this guy, I mean, everything, he always saw uh, a reason to say praise the Lord or thank God or it's going to work out. And I'm like, brother, there's no way you can see everything that way. And there's no way every day can't, has to be a good day. And I was getting kind of irritated by this brother because every day I say, hey, man, this is what's going on. He said, praise the Lord. I'm like, what are you praising God for? I just told you my car got stolen. I got a flat. Okay, praise the Lord, and I was sick. Praise the Lord, and God's going to do this, and praise the Lord. And, and at first, I was, I was like, this dude is fake. This can't be real. Anybody, anybody experience something like that? Okay, okay. And, and then after a while, I noticed that I liked being around him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was like, this guy makes me feel good. <laughs> I was happy. I would see him. As soon as I would see him coming, I'd start smiling. Even if he wasn't smiling, I was smiling. I said, something's going good coming out of this conversation. Or if I had a problem, I was encouraged to go to him because I figured that if I went to him, I was going to come out of that conversation feeling better about my problem. Not that the problem was good, but that the outcome was going to be good. And I realized that being positive and grateful is something that God wants us to do. I'm going to show you a verse. Oh, here we go, here we go. In everything, say everything. Everything. You know what everything means? It means everything. It means everything. My girlfriend left me. That's great. You didn't need her anyway. <laughs> hey, let me tell you something. When I was in high school, I had a girlfriend and she was, she was, Let's go back to the Bible. <laughs> Let me get that verse back over there one more time. In everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. In every thing give thanks. Last week we started a series called Heart for the House. Everyone say Heart for the House. Heart for the House was a series where we are going to celebrate what God has done in our house, our physical house, our house family of people, the, our, the Rock Church, what God has done. And we're also going to look forward to what God is going to do next year. Every year we have a year-end series where we talk about all what God has done and we look into next year. And then we have an offering to go into ministry for next year, which we will have on November 13th. We're going to have a special offering for Heart for the House offering to invest in things we want to do next year, feeding the poor. We're going to re remodel part of this building. We're going to do ministry all over San Diego. And so we're going to have a special offering on November 13th. Our goal is $5 million. Um, and so the Heart for the House series is for us to say, what has God done through all of you so far? Yesterday's men's conference. Thank you for investing in that and all the people we serve this year. But then we're going to look to next year. And so last week we talked about this and we started this series about this uh, in the life of David where David, King David had a heart for God's house. And last week we saw that David said to God, God, I want to build you a house. And God's response was no. I'm going to build you a house. 
and I am going to build you a dynasty. And your son that's going to come from you is going to actually physically build my house. And I'm going to establish his throne forever. And David's response is what we're going to look at today. And it is a response of gratefulness. And as we look into this series today, in order for you to have a heart for the house, you have to have a grateful heart. Now, I want to first review what we did last week. Four, three things about the heart for the house. A heart for the house we saw last week is a heart. In order for you to have a heart for the house, you have to have a heart for God. Everyone say God. This is never about the rock. It's never about me. It's never about our staff. It's never about this building. It's always about Jesus. Can I get amen? You have to keep your focus on God. Keep your eyes fixed on the author and finisher of your faith. He is everything. When Peter walked out of the boat, he kept his eyes on Jesus. And when he took his eyes off Jesus and put his eyes on the problem, he sunk into the water. But as long as he kept his eyes on Jesus, he walked on water. Are you following what I'm saying? So it's always got to start, with, start and end with having a heart for God. Two last week we looked at, a heart for the house is it has a heart for God's kingdom. This is about building God's kingdom, fulfilling God's purpose and nobody else's. And every single one of you, God has a purpose for your life. Your purpose is not to work your job. Your purpose is to build the kingdom. Now, you can build the kingdom in your job. You can build the kingdom in your job. Whenever I, whenever I travel, I you know, talk to everybody and I get on the van. I may get on the van, the shuttle from the rental car place to the airport. And, and sometimes I'll say, hey, what's happening? And, and, the, and the driver will, or, or people I meet wherever, they'll say, praise the Lord. I'm like, okay, he's on, he's on mission. He's on mission. Because he's got his job, but he's ministering in his job. And say, so you, a heart for the house has to have a heart for the kingdom. What is God trying to do in his kingdom through all of us? That's the question you have to ask. And number three, a heart for the house has a heart for God's people. We're going to look throughout this series that we are not only here for ourselves, but we're here to encourage each other that are in this building and in our church family and people who are not in our church family. People. Everyone say people. These are people who don't even like God. God, that's your kingdom. You want that person to be part of your kingdom. You, how are you going to use me? How are you going to use me to help that person? And so we saw that last week. Dave, when David said to God, I want to build you a house, God said, no, let me explain to you what having a heart for my house means. It means you have to, one, focus on me. You have to focus on my kingdom and you have to focus on people. All the people that you ever meet, I love, and I have a plan for them. I've gifted them. I was in a, in a, in a, in a um, uh, prison speaking, and after I spoke, these three white supremacists were walking around the track. Of the, of, there was a pathway around the yard. In the prison, you have the buildings that are in a square or a circle, a rectangle, and in the middle is the grass. That's the yard. And, and, and around the grass is an asphalt or concrete path where they can walk and run or whatever. And these three white supremacists were walking around the track. They had no shirts and they had a swastikas. And God said, go up and talk to them. So I went up to the track. And as they came back around, I called over the guy who was in the front. Because there was one guy here and two guys in the back. And he came and we had a very brief conversation from about this distance right here. <laughs> that guy was made in the image of God. That guy is made in the image of God just as much as me. And I know that. And I know that God, God loves him and has a plan for his life. He may have been, of course, but still God loves him. And I had a brief conversation. And part of that conversation was Jesus is looking for you. Actually, it's the only thing I can remember ever saying to him was Jesus was looking for him. I remember him grunting back. What do you mean? I said, I don't know, but you just got to deal with that because Jesus is looking for you. 
Now, here's the thing. He's made in the image of God. He has to have some kind of a spiritual response to that. It may not be at that moment when he's laying in bed or whatever, and I have no idea what happened to that dude. However, God, you have to have a heart for God's, for people. Not God's people, people. Because everybody who's God's person now was at one point not God's person. And all of y'all who are like Christian right now, there was a time when you weren't a Christian. We're going to talk about that here in a minute. And you were jacked up. Can I get an amen? You were. You may not even realize how jacked up you are. Matter of fact, the closer you get to God, the more you look back. Oh, man, I was really jacked up. Because if you remember being 16, 16, 17, and you thought you knew everything, amen? Oh, you thought, yeah, I, I, it's a trip. I meet 30-year-olds that, that are like that. How many of y'all are 30? How many of how y'all in your 30s, in your 30s? You don't know nothing. <laughs> you don't know nothing. <laughs> I, I, I was at a conference. I did my first grandparents' conference in Jacksonville Friday. Grandparents. And I first got, the, I first got the, the request, I was like, what? And they said, do you know how, what the average age of a first-time grandparent is? And I never thought about it, 47. I was like, that's 15 years younger than me. That means I'm old. <laughs> but there, were a couple, there was a couple there, I was in the hotel, and there was a couple there walking in the hotel like this. They were 83 and 80, well, she was 83. I can't remember how old he was. And they just had, they were dressed kind of similar. They were both, they were just little and they were just walking slow and they were gray. And, and, and I went and talked to them. They were like, eh? <laughs> People. Heart, God, is passion. I told you, technology, me and technology, it's passion for something committed to something, if you have a heart, we're talking about having a heart for what God's doing, and the house is the people of God, the physical church building, all families. That's what this is. So a heart for the house is do I have a passion for this, for this, for the kingdom of God, what God is doing in our life, and that's what this series is about. And we're, and we're going to look at David and David's. Now, being grateful, being grateful is a choice. Your brain and my brain is designed by God, and our brains all work the same. We have different leanings and giftings, but our brains work generally the same. And your brain and my brain is designed to look for, to solve problems. When you walk into a room, especially a room that you've never been to, and whatever campus you're in, whenever you walk into a room, or you walk into a conversation with someone you don't know. Your brain is constantly, initially trying to figure things out. Can I trust this person? Uh, do they have an accent? Or, you know, what's their, what's their voice sound like? Are they giving me a positive vibe, negative vibe? You walk into a room. Where am I going to sit? Is it cold? What's the lighting? Can I hear what's going on? Where's the screen? You, you do that without even trying. But you can control what you think about. And if you tell your brain to look for things that are negative in people, you will always find them. If you go, I don't know about these people, and your brain, and by the way, this is sometimes you don't even know you're doing this, but there, there are some people who find negative in everything. No matter what it is. You, you'll meet somebody, hey, how you doing? How you doing? And, and you know, they'll sit there listening, and they're having a conversation with this very sweet person, and they're going, they were too happy. That's how I was with that dude. I was like, this brother's too happy. There's got to be a catch. He must be on drugs. He must, I mean, he's doing something. And then I, then I see him again. He was happy again. And, my, and I had to switch my thinking. 
I'm going to tell you that if you are grateful, good things happen. Look at this list of things that are positive things that happen to you when you're grateful. You have, you improves your self-esteem. How many of you want to have better self-esteem? Be grateful. Look for things that are positive in things. It improves energy and health. You're more resilient and deal with adversity. When something bad happens, if you go, this is the end of my life, guess what? It will be the end of your life. But if you go, God is going to make me strong. And by the way, even if it's something I can't handle, I know somebody who can help me. That's a positive thought. Amen? So if you think positive, it it is a choice. Generous and forgiving. When people hurt you, if you go, I'm a victim. By the way, in order for you to be a victim, you have to find a villain. A lot of y'all are victims. What I mean by that is not that you had something happen to you. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about that's your identity. You wake up victimized. You wake up thinking, someone's going to do something bad to me. Someone's going to criticize me and and then I'm going to get them back. And so we look for villains because, because we identify as being a victim. You can't be a victim without a villain. So in order to affirm your identity as a victim, you have to find villains. And everybody you meet is a villain. They didn't hold the door open for me. They, they, the, the taxi cab just drove by me. He saw me. He saw me stand on thing. And now we read people's minds. He saw me. He knew I wanted to, He knew I had to get to the appointment. He knew I was late. And he kept driving. He wasn't looking at you. We all know people like this, and if you're that person, by the way, you know what's one easy way to get out of it is start thinking about things from a grateful perspective. Luther says, generous and forgiving. Keeps you in the present moment, lower stress and anxiety thoughts. By the way, how do you, why do you, anxiety is anticipation of something bad. If you are a negative, ungrateful person, you are already anticipating that you have to identify something bad. So you, even if it doesn't come, because that's, because you're a victim. But if you are grateful and you're looking for something good, imagine how exciting the day would be. I'm going to get up, something great's going to happen today. Something's great. And by the way, we are going to pray today three times and you're going to pray. And you're going to be grateful to God. And you're like, I don't like to pray out loud. Can you talk out loud? If you could talk out loud, you could pray out loud. Okay? Are you all with me? Say amen. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm going to tell my tech guys. I'm just going to go to point one real quick. Just go straight to point one. Number one. Number one. A grateful heart appreciates the undeserved blessing from God's house. We talking about having a heart for house. If you're going to have a heart for the house, you have to have a grateful heart. If you're talking about being generous, we talked about sort of video about tithing. We talked about the offering on November 13th. The only way you're going to be able to do that and 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 benefit from it, right? Yes, you benefit from giving, is if you have a grateful heart and you understand <laughs> that you have undeserved blessing. You do not deserve what God has given you. Matter of fact, let's do a little poll. How many of y'all by show of hands? Elbow above the ear. Listen very closely because I don't want you to be tricked by this question. I'm going to say it slow. How many of you, by a show of hands, feel like you completely deserve everything God has given you? One, two, three, four, five. I'm going to ask the question again because I don't know if you really understood the question. I'm glad that 99% of you did not raise your hand. How many of you think... I deserve, I have earned, I have merited everything God has given me. Let me, let me, let me break it down. 
life, my family, being born where I'm born, born, the air that I breathe, the sun that shines on my face, the opportunity and intelligence that gifts God has given me, I completely deserve it. When I was born, God owed it to me because I was so good out of the womb. Anybody? Oh, okay, okay. I'll pray. We'll pray for those people. <laughs> I don't, I'm a sinner. Me and my, I am so thankful for my family that I did nothing to get. God gave it to me because he just loved me and I it did not earn it. It's by grace, God's undeserved favor, undeserved favor that God has blessed all of us. Look what it says. Look what David says. David the king went and sat before the Lord and he said, Lord, who am I, O oh Lord? And what is my house that you have brought me this far? Who am I? And yet this was a small thing in your sight, O oh God. And you have also spoken of your servant's house for a great while to come. Is this the manna of man, O oh Lord God? God, I who am I that you have blessed me? Now, I'm going to talk about me personally. I was just referring to David. Me personally, I don't deserve anything God's given me. I was born in Brooklyn. Parents I did not know in a family I did not know. I was, grew up in a house I did not buy in a neighborhood. I did not create around people that I did not place there. It went to a school that I did not build. God has done so much in my life. And gave me opportunities that even he gave me with the abilities he gave me to. And even when I tried to sabotage my life over and over and over and over again, God says, ha, I still got you. That, that's us. Thank you. What we're going to do right now is we are going to pray 30 seconds. Now, listen to what I'm telling you. Praying to God is simply communication with God. You communicate to him, he communicates to you. There's a lot, and a lot of ways you can communicate thanks. You can communicate thanks, uh, uh, intercession for other people. You can communicate confession. We are not going to do any of that except we're going to thank God. And here's what I want you to think about, and you're going to see this three times today, is that if you can't thank God for a lot of things, it means that you are not acknowledging all the things he's doing for you. If someone said to you, what are you thankful for? And you went, man, what am I thankful for? And you couldn't say anything. What? You're not thankful for your life, your clothes, your health, your family, the lessons through your pain, the sun, the air, your experiences. I mean, your education, your job, the jillions of great experiences you've had through your life. And so what we're going to do is we're going to thank God. And here's what we're going to start with. And we're going to say it out loud. I know some of you are going to mumble, but I want you to say it out loud. Here's, here's what David said. Who am I, O oh Lord, and what is my house that you have? House, his family. Here I am. Who am I, O oh Lord, and what is my house that you have? Bless me, blah, 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 blah. Give you an example. Who am I and what is my house that you have blessed? And my house that you have blessed me with a great family, that you have blessed me with health, 
that you blessed me with friends, a great job for me, a ministry opportunity for me, lessons through my pain, that you blessed me with an opportunity to walk through eight years of using drugs and come out relatively sane, that you have allowed me to have a thousand concussions, and that's not an exaggeration, in my 25 or 15 years of playing football and being knocked out and seeing stars on a daily basis for 15 years, and I come out insane, it's not insane. <laughs> 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 I come out relatively sane. I took, I took the NFL test to try to get money because, you know, they, they, they take you through a cognitive test and ask you a thousand questions, and, and then they tell you if you're going to get any money. And I went through the test, and literally at the end of the meeting, I, it was like four hours, I said, am I going to get any money? She said, nope. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with your head. I was like, dang it. <laughs> so here's what we're going to do. 30 seconds. I want you to step out in faith. And answer that question. And what you're going to write, or what you're going to say is, who am I, O oh Lord, and what is my house that you have blank? And you can say that over again for every single one, that you have blessed me with health. Who am I, what is my house that you have blessed me with a family? Who am I, what is my house that you blessed me with a church? Who am I, and what is my house that you blessed me with lessons through my trials? But I want you to think about what God has done for you. Because you didn't deserve it. Are y'all following me? And I want you to say it out loud. No one's going to be listening to you. Everybody else is going to be tripping on what they're saying. So on the count of three, I just want you to say that. And for 30 seconds, I'm going to time you. And we're going to say it out loud. And we're going to be grateful to God. Amen? One, two, three, go. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Thank you. Keep going. Keep going. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All the campuses. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you. Who are we, O oh Lord, that you have blessed this house with this building, that you have blessed this house with each other, that you have blessed this house with the opportunity to serve this city, that you have blessed this house with the resources to be a blessing to so many people who don't even go to church. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Come on, church. Come on, church. Number two, number two. Luke says, a grateful heart acknowledges that it's all about the God of the house. A grateful heart acknowledges that it's all about God. Now, I'm going to read the rest of this passage, and I've underlined every time David says you to God or yours to God. Every time David refers to God in the word you or your, he, he also refers to him as Lord and of the titles. I, don't, I didn't even underline those. 44 times in these few verses, in these 12 verses, God, David refers to God as you or your. And what is that telling me? Is that he's saying, God, I, I said I wanted to build you a house. You said you're going to build me a house. I am going to declare that it's all about you. It's all about you. And then we're going to pray again and you're going to say to God, God, I thank you. You. It's all about you. And when you give God glory, your heart is, is, is directed towards him. Now your heart is ready to be molded by him and then be blessed by him. So he, he can now trust you with the blessings he originally designed for you to have. Like, Isn't that selfish? Yes. 
is spiritually selfish. What does that mean? I want what God wants for me. Now, it's not a negative selfish, it's a positive selfish. Matter of fact, in one of the sermons I'm going to talk about is that we have to have a jealous heart. We'll talk about that. God is a jealous God. He wants to be the one to bless you. Jealousy is not a bad thing, necessarily. And so we're going to say, I, me, now this is me talking past the miles. I want you to want what God wants for you. Because God wants to give you what he God wants for you. He has blessings for you already, already that you haven't claimed. You have lottery tickets that are winners that you haven't claimed. And he wants you to claim it. So watch every time he says you. Okay? Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. <laughs> yeah, a grateful heart acknowledges all about God. Let's read. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. Look at this. You have brought me this far. And yet this was a small thing in your sight, O God. And you have also spoken of your servant's house for a great while to come. For you, Lord, know your servant for your word's sake, according to your own heart. You have done all these great things to make your servant know them. Therefore you are great, O Lord, for there is none like you, nor is there any God besides you. According to all that we have heard with our ears, and who is like your people, like Israel, the one nation on all the earth whom God went to redeem for himself. By the way, himself, again, that's not you, but it's still himself. To make for himself, again, a name. And then it says, and to do for yourself great and awesome deeds for your land. Before your people who redeem, you redeem for yourself from Egypt and the nations and their gods. For you have made your people and your very own people forever, and you, Lord, have become their God. Now, O Lord, the word which you have spoken concerning your servant, David, concerning his house, establish it forever and do as you have said. So let your name, not our name, be magnified forever, saying the Lord of hosts is the God over Israel. And let the house of your servant David be established before you. For you, O Lord of hosts, God of Israel, have revealed this to your servant, saying, I will build a house. Therefore, your servant has found it in his heart to pray this prayer to you. Now, O Lord, you, God, you are God and your words are true and you have promised this goodness to your servant. Now, now, therefore, let it please you to bless the house of your servant that it may continue before you forever. And you, for you, O Lord God, have spoken. And with your blessing, let the house of your servant be blessed forever. You, it's God's people, God's words, God's promise, God's servant, God, God, God's land. God, God, you, 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 you. It ain't about me. It ain't about us. Can I get amen? Imagine if every day you woke up and when you prayed all day long and you just talked all day long about you, God. Your plan for my life, your word, your promises, your power, your resources, your ideas, your anointing, your vision, your courage, your connections, your solutions, you, you, you. It's not about me. I don't have to carry the burden. And Lord, show it to me. So here's what we're going to pray. We're going to pray 30 seconds out loud. Look, we're going to start with the prayer. Thank you, God, because you have what? 
Thank you, God, because you have what? Don't ask for anything. Don't confess anything. We're just going to pray out loud. Thank you, God, because you have what? You have blessed me. You have encouraged me. You got me up today. You fed me. You brought someone into my life that I can encourage. You gave me patience, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. You saved my soul. You waited for me to repent, and then you forgave me. Gave me a new heart, a renew my mind. I mean, these are all the things that we have to keep being grateful for. And if you start your day with being grateful for that, everything else builds on top of that gratefulness. So for 30 seconds, I got the clock. We're going to say thank you, God, because you have. One, two, three. Out loud. Let's go. Come on, say it, everybody. Everybody say it. Everybody say it. Hey, let's stop. Let's stop right here. Let's stop right here. Can everybody sit up straight in church? Everybody, put, your, put your booty back in the seat. Now, I don't know what's going on near the campuses, but I'm looking out here, watching a lot of you just sit there and look at me. Now, let's, let's just have a, let's have a family talk. Let's have a family talk. This is not entertainment. I'm not here to entertain. We have fun, whole, totally. But I assume you come here to learn, and I assume you come here to be like God. Don't check the box. And I will tell you, if you're checking the box, don't go to church. Go out there and live for the world, and when the devil beats you down and you realize that don't work, then come back. Because it ain't going to work. Are you all following me? Now, you may think, I don't need to pray. I, I, I don't know a human that doesn't need to pray. And you may think, I don't need to pray better. I don't know a human that doesn't need to pray better. And so I want to encourage you, because I'm sitting here looking at y'all, just looking at me like I'm just going to not do anything. I, and I don't get that. I, I, so I assume when we come here together, we'll come here together as family to say, what has God said? If you, don't, if, I'm, if, if you don't believe God has spoken to me, this is not where you should be going. You should go someplace else. Really. And, and I'm, not, I'm not trying to chastise you. I'm trying to really help you get in a place where you are going to be, grow the best. Are you following me? And so, so, so this may seem like a very simple thing. Let me tell you something. Unless your faith become like a child. It's, that, it's really that simple. Lord, I just want to thank you. Because most people I know, and I mean most, do not pray well. If at all. Other than, Lord, thank you for my food. And God is tired of that if that's all you got. And most people, and I mean most that I know, are not thankful for what God has done. We can't, we can't even say, God, thank you for this for 30 seconds. 30 seconds. And God says, you want my power, you want me to do miracles in your life, and you can't even acknowledge what I've already done. How are you going to ask for me to do something else? Amen. So here's my, here's my, let's try this one more time. And I, and I want you to tell God. I'm not going to shout over the mic because I don't want to shout over you. I want to hear you pray. I already shouted 40 minutes. I want you to tell God, God, thank you. And emphasize the word you for what he has done. Because if we can't do that and don't want to do that, this is all just a waste of time. Are you all following what I'm saying? God loves you so much. My wife came to me this morning. Where can I go? 
but to God. So let's thank God. I'm thankful that my wife, who's having, has, has health issues and has a heart thing, that I got God. You can't help me with that. The doctor's limited at helping me with that. I got to go to the great physician. He's the only one I got. So you may go, I got, you got problems, I got problems. We all got problems. That's why we need God. But unless you remind yourself of all the great things God has done for you, the devil's going to beat you down and show you all the negative side of everything. That's why we need to be grateful. Instead of looking, oh, look at this, look at this bad, the government, the this. Oh, that's the devil. The devil's supposed to do that stuff. But we're not supposed to look at it. We're supposed to look at what God is doing. The sun came up today. No one can stop that. So let's, let's as we end, because my time is up, let's thank God. Let's thank God. You pray, thank God. I want you to pray over my voice. I'm, I'm going to let you go first, but then I'm going to end it. But I want you to thank you, God, because you have what? And tell God something. And by the way, if you find yourself, I can't do it, then you know you need to practice. Because you have to get this right. Because you sure can say, God, give me, give me, give me. We know that really well. God, give me, give me, give me. God, how come you didn't? He's like, listen, you can pray complaints. I want you to pray thanks. So let's see how loud we can pray thanks and with what conviction we can pray thanks. So on the count of three, let's thank God. Stand up, shout, whatever it is. We're going to thank God and tell him and acknowledge him for who he is. One, two, three. Thank God for who he is. Let's put that on the screen. Come on, church. Tell him how good he is. Tell him, tell him. Lord, I thank you for your patience. I thank you for your grace in our life. I thank you that you bless us way more than we deserve. I thank you for your love for us. I thank you for your forgiveness. I thank you for your Holy Spirit. I thank you for miracles. I thank you for the resources. I thank you for this building. I thank you for this sound system. I thank you for the videos. I thank you for the light. I thank you for all the servants. I thank you that you've given all of us a new life, a new purpose, clarity. And I thank you, Lord, that even though we do not deserve anything you have given us, you continue to bless us. Continue to call us to you, to your love. And I pray, Lord, I ask you for this church. I ask your mercy on this church. I ask your blessing on this church. I ask that we would step up and say, Lord, you are our Savior. We, you will bless, we will bless you. We will obey you. We will submit to you. We will serve you. We will give to your cause. And we will be here as your children to bless your house with all our heart, our mind, and our soul. Come on, church.